Hello, hello. This is Rowan with Preggers Can Be Choosers, and you've landed on our Afterbirth Fourth and More Trimester Support Group. Today we're talking about self-care, and self-care isn't always glamorous or exciting. Sometimes it's dental exams and pap smears. So we talk about all things like that, plus the more fluffy things that feel good and lovely. So we're glad you're here. Grab your headphones. Be wary. We are a little sweary. So if you have tender ears and sensibilities, this might be a good option for you. Also, we were having some shenanigans with figuring out who the had the hosting controls. So it may be that there's a little bit of back and forth on that also. But we're lo-fi, low-tech, and we're here anyway, showing up the best we can. Thanks so much. Does anybody have the mute button? No. We have our personal mutes. Okay, well, personally mute yourself, and then I'll do the intro. Hey, everybody. This is Rowan from... Um, Afterbirth, the fourth and more trimester support group, and we are going to talk about self-care today. We are a group of folks who are into each other and birth and support, and this is what we know. We do this, um, we do this postpartum support group every other Tuesday. The best way to join is to jump on our text reminders, or on, and you can get those at our Preggers Can Be Choosers Facebook page and also the Preggers Can Be Choosers website. We are, let's see, we're a group of folks who are doing peer support, not paid psychology. We ask you to grab some earbuds. Um, that's mainly for privacy and to cut down on noise. And it is the goal to create, use this content as a podcast. So it helps with the background noise reduction for the podcasting. We are offering support over solutions. And if you've done something before that somebody's struggling with, share how it worked for you. We're kind of flowing in the 12 step role model that way. Instead of saying, you should do this, you say, this is what I've done and this is how it worked or totally didn't work. And we're not prescribing your diagnosis and diagnosing. And this is a public forum. So if for some reason you feel unsafe or don't want to share your voice or your face, then use the chat box and I'll read the question out. And that's what I know about right now. Um, my name is Rowan. I'm a newly licensed midwife here in Houston, Texas, and a professional curandera for over uh, 25 years. I started in 94, and um, part of the brand Preggers Can Be Choosers with my sister, Dr. Blythe, and our practice partner, Mary um, Bratcher. So that's who we are. And um, somebody, oh, and let's see, introducing myself. Oh, a cool thing that's happened, and I'll bring up more about self-care, is that I'm establishing lab relationships so I can do some of the gritty self-care that's not feel great and wonderful, but is part of the definite self-care that people with uteruses and cervixes need. And um, all my kids are old. My youngest daughter is 27. My youngest son is 24. Um, and I think that's what I know. I don't have the unmute button, so you're gonna have to, we're just gonna roll through and take turns ourselves and whoever wants to introduce themselves next, talking about you and whatever your current struggle is. And if it's a shorty, then wrap it up. Um, and if it's a longer thing, we can lap back around and look at it some more. So there we go. Hi, I'm Caitlin. I'm a mom of two. Um, don't really have anything super struggly right now. And that's about it. Hey, I'm Adila, mom of two, soon to be three. Um, I'm a birth doula in Houston, and there's nothing that I'm... 
I'm trying to think like what I'm struggling with and I'm like I am struggling with something but then it's more like I don't know you know it's it's I'm pushing myself too hard this pregnancy and I I can see it like usually the night after I've done a lot of stuff during the day or the day after and I'm like damn I should not have done that yesterday or I should not have been shoveling dirt <laughs> that I can help my husband in the backyard with the project. Um, I think I just feel really bad just sitting there, even though he's like, please just sit here and keep me company. I want to like get up and do something. Um, so yeah, but I just ordered a belt for my belly, which I think will really help because I'm really feeling like the strain at the bottom of my stomach. It's like really hard and painful sometimes. And I'm having a lot of like pelvic, um, like, like pressure on my cervix. Yes. It's a headband. Um, the other thing that I really like, I'm hold on, honey. I'm talking. I'm can you hear? I'm talking right now. Just kidding. Um, I'm like really devastated by the fire in Notre Dame. I, I think I was really shocked by how upset I was over it when I saw it yesterday. I really was like crying my eyes out, and maybe it's just my hormones and whatnot but like you know I, I visited there I love France and I have like good memories going into that church with my family um and then just respecting it as like a a piece of architecture and history and then studying it in school as an art major and minoring in art history and I was just like when I saw it I just I was I felt so like distraught and and saddened and had no idea what to do with my emotions and um yeah so I was really shocked I was more shocked than anything that that happened because you know you look at a structure that's been there for hundreds of years and you just think it's gonna last and you know not everything lasts so except for maybe the pyramids but <laughs> anyways yep that's that's what's happening over here Um, Dr. Blythe, I'm uh, another part of Preggers Can Be Choosers. I am a fancy therapist and uh, a human being, so I have my own shit. And right now I'm studying all things study, 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 and I finished a test today, so that was really good. Yeah, I've been working on it for a really long time, and I'm like, I just got to get it done, but I don't want to rush through it because it's a test. So that feels really good and accomplished that my studying is like back on track. It took me a while to get in the groove, like a month to get back into the study groove. So I'm feeling better about that. That's what I know. Cool. And I think like riffing off of Adila that um, Mama D there, that impermanence is a big piece right like we do think oh something's going to last forever like you know the brazilian library went up in flames i mean what a loss that was um right and i think every time we see a religious institution oops sorry every time we see something that's like a, a foundation piece for a whole culture or community it's very devastating like when in afghanistan i forget what the the official name is but those huge big sculptures were blown up the um and they were carved inside of the side of a mountain um maybe you know adila because i think they were islamic um icons but i clearly do not know um like i was devastated like that was such a big deal um, and, you know, that was a, um, a deliberate act, but 
Yeah, impermanence, it's a big part. Okay. So, um, Caitlin, last time we were talking about, um, or the last time I was here, we were talking about like sugar and how Skylar was doing with that. Do you have any changes or any thoughts on that? Or, I mean, he's still pretty obsessed. Um, I found that if I just let him have some, it's a little bit easier than like the constant battle of no, you can't, no, you can't, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, he still is asking more and more, but he also started school two weeks ago. And that's helping a lot too, because um, I found that part of my self-care is that when he's in school, it actually forces me to start the day at a regular time every day. It's getting me on a schedule too, because I have to get him and keep him on a schedule. And I think that was the piece that was really missing for me too, was that I needed um, some extra push to go here's the routine you guys some form of a routine you need of waking up eating breakfast having a specific amount of time to eat breakfast he's learning to eat lunch in a certain amount of time he still wants me to pack him gobs of things even though he'll eat like half a sandwich because he's too busy talking to his friends to like eat very much but um because of the place he goes to school they don't even allow me to pack him juice boxes or anything he's only allowed a water bottle Um, and so that's helping too, is that school only allows like water. I can't give them juice, um, you know, and then they encourage a healthy lunch. So it's, makes it a little bit easier because then I also know that the other kids are eating, you know, something of a similar nature, you know, especially considering what's on their lunch menu. If, if, you know, if I were to pay for lunch for him instead. So, um, I think all of that's contributing. He's more whiny and everything now, but I think I'm attributing it to a complete shift in his entire lifestyle um, and changing all of those things. And that seems like a huge step for self-care, putting your, um, or like, you know, finding a school that's a fit. So can you talk a little bit more about that? So uh, we would have to pay for child um, or for pre-K in Texas because my husband makes enough money that we would have to um, pay for it. So we decided to look into a private school because if we're going to pay for it, we might as well find something we like. Um, he goes to a Montessori school in Kingwood. So I drive four hours a day right now. And <laughs> um, even still, I'm getting more self-care and getting more things done at home even with driving four hours a day than um, when I was, when I just had the two of them at home the whole day. Um, I'm sorry, what did you want me to say? I've totally forgot. Just talking about self-care and some people have resistance to putting their kids in a pre-K or- Oh yeah, so- So just talking about um, that. So we found something that we liked and that would fit his learning style. We found him a Montessori school. and it's very much meeting him where he's at, but also understanding that like when we toured the classrooms, he is in a fenced place, but they have enough acreage that if he wants to work outside, his teachers might allow him to actually sit outside and just look at the garden or look at bugs or, you know, because they do gardening at school. Um, he's not required to sit in a desk. He can do his work on the floor or at a desk or in a corner. It doesn't matter. They're like he's allowed to take his work wherever he wants in the classroom or he can even sometimes take it outside. 
Um, so it was, again, finding the right fit for him and how I feel like his energy levels and how he's actually going to thrive. And I don't know that Atlas is even the same. So I don't even know that we would necessarily send them to the same school. Obviously, that would be more convenient. Um, and they could take Atlas now, but I'm just not ready to give him up yet um, at 18 months. And uh, paying tuition for two kids is exorbitantly expensive. But for now, this is the right fit. So how has that impacted bedtimes? Uh, it still sucks. Okay. Um, we actually decided to extend his bedtime instead, and that's helping a lot. Of Instead of pushing like a 7 o'clock bedtime for him, we are now doing an 8 o'clock um, bedtime because other nights when we get home from soccer, we get home at 7.30 and it's already past bedtime. You know, versus if we let him stay up a little bit later, he feels like he has a little bit of time to wind down instead of it going, getting home, cooking dinner, eating dinner, bath time, get dressed for bed. Like, it gives him a you know, 30 minutes or 30, 35 minutes to just chill out, which I think was import is important for him too, because that's what him, what my husband and I need, you know, that's what we all need at the end of the day is just some time to decompress. And I think that's what was missing for him before bed was time to decompress. So that's making it easier, I think, is, is an extended bedtime, like everything's just changing, but it makes it all makes sense with the kind of schedule we have to keep now. Got it. Okay. And do you guys remember what time you had to go to bed when you were little? I remember like my bedtime being 830 until like I was like, shit, like in the se seventh grade, sixth grade, maybe sixth grade. Do you remember Dr. Blythe? How about you, Caitlin? My bedtime was eight o'clock in elementary school. And I think it changed to nine once I got to middle school or high school when I had so much homework that I like needed to be up later and again because I needed the decompress time of if I'm going to do homework this long I need I need an hour to like not be doing something required of me how about you mama d what time did you have to go to bed and I had no idea I don't remember at all I, um, but I do know that like my, when we lived in Asia, we were always seeing family. So I feel like we were always staying up late because we were always at someone else's house having dinner or doing something. Um, and then when I got to the States, I was in high school. So I kind of like made up my own bedtime. <laughs> um, but I always had to be back at the house by midnight. That was one thing for sure which I tended to go over and probably gave my dad plenty of heart attacks. So. Got it. Got it. And what are you guys doing for self-care to wind down for bedtime right now? Like um, I bought a curvy yoga subscription. It's an online like yoga subscription thing. So, and it's like for fat girls. So um, I like start, like I started this, I guess with regularity this last week, but I've in general been like trying to do yoga by 8.30, like start like I hijack the TV in my sister's living room and start like lining up. I was doing it in the Airstream, but it's not really big enough for me to do my, so I was like trying to, you know, do this type of thing. So, um, but I just started playing it. And so that's been good. And then I've recently moved it up to like eight o'clock, like, which means I'll probably really hit it at about 8.10 or 8.15. But that's been great. And then after that, I go into the Airstream and kind of like plan my day for tomorrow and read and hang out and stuff. 
So, and you know, like I know that I don't have little kids anymore. Um, so what are you guys doing for yourselves for self-care for winding down in the evening after your kids are in bed or that type of thing? Uh, I will eat a bowl of cereal, which is really bad. <laughs> That's my idea of winding down when the kids go to sleep and I'll have to share my Cocoa Puffs or my Reese's Pieces, whatever. I could eat it all by myself. Um, and I read a book. Um, and uh, I also use sometimes if I'm like super stressed in the day, like I really feel my anxiety kind of creeping up on me. Um, I use uh, um, Headspace to, it's like an app, it's like a meditation app, and it kind of helps me like reconnect with my body and reconnect with like grounding myself, I suppose. Um, and I have like really bad restless leg syndrome with my pregnancies. And so it like always kicks in like right before I go to bed or while I'm sleeping, it kicks in. So I've been like um, trying to like do these stretches and like tensing up my muscles and releasing my muscles through my meditation um and then obviously I'm, I'm also using like magnesium oil and um a heating pad really helps so that's my that's my wind down routine but definitely a bowl of cereal that's like the first thing because <laughs> you're in bed bowl of cereal that's good all right dr b you use headspace don't you I change it up around, so I haven't been using Headspace. Uh, right now, I'm using the Brain FM website because that's what I've got a subscription to for studying. So it has like focus, um, ambient music, and it's not, it's supposed to be more scientifically supported than binaural beats. And so I listen to that while I'm studying on just like a loop. And then last night I switched from the meditation app that I was using, which was um, the Esther and Jerry Hicks app uh, talking about the vortex. So that's usually what I listen to general um, well-being in the vortex. But last night I just listened to the Brain FM sleep um, because my husband is uh, out of town. His dad is needing surgery. So he's a trying to like help that with his family so I can play shit all night <laughs> doesn't need to be only like 30 minutes so I just left it on last night um and that was pretty cool although I did have some nightmares so I was like oh maybe I should just go back to my solid yeah I woke up at 3 30 hearing Rowan screaming so and she wasn't screaming so I was like okay I had to get the puppy out of her crate and we had to like cuddle um and she just slept on top of me all night but um so um, but yeah, I usually listen to that or I'll listen to um, music on calm. Like after my mom died, I just had this tune that I could listen to in the calm app. Um, and that was really helpful to just soothe my autonomic nervous system. Cause when I would get still, I would get really, really sad um, and depressed and just like fucked up. So I started listening to this one song in calm or like this tune. And sometimes I do the 10% um, happier. I like shop around. I'll be like, let's change it up. So, cause that's how I like to do. So I guess after Rowan does the yoga, we do the yoga together. Cause I want to do that. I'm wearing a watch now to like monitor my movement. So like it's on um, because I sit so much as a therapist. So I'm trying to like, how much do I actually move? I actually move more than I thought. So that's exciting in my one week of data. Um, 
but doing the yoga with Rowan and then I've been going to bed and when my husband's not here, I can just read a book or whatever. I don't turn on the TV when he's not here. But when he's here, it's like we get to watch the great hunt of Oak Island or something boring, but it's fine. <laughs> I just water my weed plants on my little game while he watches that stuff. So what else? So that's my wind down self-care. Oh, and usually there's a shower or a bath because at the end of the day of seeing patients, I have to wash all this stuff um, that gets on me. So I just kind of imagine it going down the drain and going back into the earth and being absorbed in that way. I don't have to absorb it because I'm water. So I'm sending that water into water. And that's a good um, way to cleanse yourself or to like kind of have a ritual of release whenever you've been in a situation that's been kind of sticky or icky or exhausting is taking that shower or bath and just letting it go. I would like to give snaps a 10% happier because that's what's up. I'm a 10% happier girl. And they remind me every night at 10, Hey, it's time to meditate. So, all right. How about you, Caitlin? What do you got? Um, for me, it's been foot care lately. Cause if I don't take care of my feet, um, it's like a whole thing. I had really bad cracked feet for a long time. And so then I started doing, uh, just like changed it, added a habit rather than like changed one of like taking care of my feet every night. And then that way, like I do it in bed right before I go to sleep so that then I can put socks on and I don't have to worry about like anything sticking to my feet. Cause I hate lotions. Like I hate like feeling sticky and I don't know, anytime I put lotion on anywhere or oil or something, I'm like stuff sticks to me. I'm like, there's hair on me now. Or like there, I, I don't know. I find every little piece of something that fuzzy thing that sticks to me or the ch kids touch me and then they're covered in fuzz uh, oh, bothers me so uh foot care and then I can put just um yeah walking lint roller exactly um I do foot care and then put myself socks on and then put them under the sheets and I know that they just stay clean and hydrated and then I wake up in a lot a lot better and um Anyway, I was able to fix all of the cracks in my feet that I've had for years. So that was like just a little bit of self-care for me. Um, and then I still listen to a lot of audiobooks. Um, you know, I think I'm at, oh my God. I think I'm at 39 or 40 for the year um, of audiobook. Um, the four hours of day, four hours of driving a day is helping that a lot. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, last night I went to the movies with Tiffany. We met up and we went to a movie. So that was pretty sweet. Um, we saw the best of enemies. And so like still taking my night whenever I can, even though I feel like I don't need it as much now that I don't have Skylar um, around. And then um, Sunday was kind of a funky day because uh, that was my mom's four-year passing date. Um, and like, I didn't call anyone. My brother didn't call me like, no, everyone like felt the same that we were all just angry this year. Um, and then we didn't want to talk about it this year. And so self-care wise, like I went and just ran errands and, um, my sister-in-law's birthday is the next day. And so we ended up like doing her celebratory birthday stuff that day instead, which was a welcome distraction. And the fact that like my brother and I didn't call each other. You know, like if, if one of us had called, the other would have answered, but neither of us called and um, we talked the next day and we're like, we just didn't want to talk about it. So I guess realizing self-care wise, 
even in those tough moments that I just needed to not talk about it and not deal with it for that day and be mad. I was just, I was in a shit mood and everyone was catching all the flack and that's fine. And like my sister-in-law did not understand why I was so upset all day. And then she was like, maybe we could celebrate my birthday tonight. And I was like, maybe. <laughs> and she didn't quite understand um, until that night when I was like, yeah, it's four years today and that's shit. So, um, and then she felt really bad. <laughs> she was like, why are you so shitty? Um, Cause I am. That's why. Cause I was salty. I was, oh, I was salty. I was not putting up with people's shit. <laughs> so yeah, that's. I like that look on you, by the way. The salty shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't. Mm. There are some days. So. Yeah. And I want to address that sometimes being salty, like we don't have to be terrible to people all the time, but if we're salty, we're salty, right? And it's okay. It's okay as a right of process. It's okay to be that way sometimes. I think it's better to let that out than to dial it back in. Like it's just overall, you know, it's a day, whatever. And my husband knew what day it was and everything else. And he just, he didn't even say anything like that I was being rude or anything. It was more that like I caught my sister-in-law off guard and was not my normal self but she didn't understand why. Whereas Nathan, my husband already knew why I was acting the way I was. And I had explained it to Skylar the day before of why I like, I might cry. I might be mad. And you know, I'm going to go through a lot of emotions tomorrow. Just heads up, kiddo. All right. That's cool. Well, so let's talk about like, as we think about like self-care in general, like what are things that are easy to do? And then what are things that we typically don't think of self-care? Like I'm taking a class called Art of Money and it's about um, forgiving some, forgiving, it's around forgiving like transgressions around money or shame or whatever. And, <coughs> excuse me. And they talked about that, that forgiveness is an act of self-care and not in the forgiveness of like, well, you really dicked me over, so I guess it's okay. But like really feeling forgiveness, that's an act of self-care. And like, I've been like super cheesed out at my ex right now, especially as I go through financial stuff. I'm like, oh, no wonder I was fucking broke all the time. Uh, you know, and then being um, like recognizing that forgiving and moving through that, forgiving myself for being in such a terrible relationship and then forgiving him for you know his part in it and that that's a huge gift to myself it doesn't have anything fucking to do with him so easy self-care and then gritty self-care easy self-care is doing my yoga well easy at eight o'clock each night and then the gritty self-care is like the deeper work of forgiveness around um long-held beliefs and that type of thing so what you got gritty and uh not gritty as far as what what you're able to execute right now Well, I'll tack on to the um, self-forgiveness. So like I started looking at that about two months ago with patients. Um, like it's funny that my patients have to come along on my journey, but I'll like start looking at something and I'm like, what does this mean? And it was really taking the forgiveness. Um, I saw it um, by Gabby Bernstein, actually this, you know, fancy white lady who's, you know, uh, really in tune with stuff, I guess. But um, she talked about forgiveness being radical forgiveness. And I was like, oh, I like the word radical. What does that mean? And so I kind of took that as a launching pad and started looking at radical forgiveness is forgiving me 
in my contributions to the transgressions. So like for instance, being stalked in high school, I've really had a hard time forgiving that dude who nearly killed me. You know, this is an extreme example. And so, cause that's how my mind works. It's like, let me put it in the most extreme example and then see how that could work in simpler examples. And I realized through radical forgiveness that I wasn't forgiving him because that guy could die. I don't care, but really forgiving myself in all the parts that I contribute to it or put myself in a vulnerable situation or, you know, fought back or any of it. I just was able to kind of go through it a little bit, little bit, little bit. And I was like, oh my God. And the burden that I don't feel on my body anymore or in my mind with regards to being stalked and being suicidal. I mean, that's what started my entire therapeutic journey was being stalked and being suicidal and Rowan made me go to therapy. It was that or die. So like on one level, I'm grateful that I chose the path of like being a, a provider but the radical self-forgiveness and doing the work of that and journaling and taking it back to my therapist and crying. And I was like, oh my God. So that had nothing to do with him. Um, and so it was just really neat to kind of look at like, you know, and then smaller contributions, you know, like when my car is broken into or, you know, just like other things uh, or conflicts, you know, and just being like, okay, what's my contribution? And then how can I forgive that? You know, and so I use the four agreements to kind of like look at where is my part of this and then I can heal that right and so it's just pretty fascinating thinking about um self-forgiveness and radical and talk about like self-care to just be like ugh I my very first therapist says you carry this bag of potatoes and every issue that you don't process or take it's a potato that you put in your bag and you carry this bag and so I've been schlepping around this giant bag of potatoes even though I don't want to and so just kind of thinking about not schlepping around seven extra potatoes in my bag of potatoes is self-care so kind of interesting way to think about that so that's three hundred thirty thousand dollars of information with my doctorate thank you very much <laughs> all right I'll be quiet Um, yeah, I, um, forgiving yourself. So my husband and I had, this is a, don't put it on the air, bro. <laughs> In case my husband ever listens to these things. <laughs> um, uh, we got into a huge, like fight a while ago and it, but it really put like a, a big, like dent in our relationship and I wasn't sure like when we would get over it I knew with time that he would get over it but I had already gotten over it and it, and it was one of those things where uh what was he doing I don't even know what he was doing but I think he was snooping and he felt really bad for snooping and he found something in my emails that was like I don't know like like seven years ago that I just never, I don't even know what he found. I didn't ask him what he found. I didn't want to know what he found. I didn't really care because whatever it was made him so upset and like to see another life, I guess, of me that he knew that I had. Um, but maybe to see it in reality really like shook him. And I was just kind of like, you know, I told him like, I've forgiven myself for that past and I'm sorry I didn't delete it from my history. Um, but you need to get over it now because that's not, you know, I mean, it's been seven years and it's not who I am anymore. And I'm like a mother of your children. I'm your wife and all these things. And, and I realized, and he, I think he was like so shocked that I didn't care to know what it was that what he found out. 
um yeah he did it to himself he really did and i think he was pissed off at himself for doing that to himself because then he had to live with his own consequences and i was just kind of like in bed like yeah sorry i mean i know everything that i've done in my life <laughs> and i'm sure you know everything you've done in yours um and i'm not asking you to share everything but it's not important anymore and i've forgiven myself for those things um but i mean we we definitely have gotten past it and uh um it's not an issue anymore but it was something I think that shocked him and then it didn't make me realize how much I had forgiven myself for things um, that I had done in the past or that I had let go with. Um, but right now <laughs> I'm trying to not be salty. <laughs> Thanks, Rowan. Um, right now I'm trying not to be salty with my in-laws. Like I'm really trying to get over this like hump of I've been holding on to so much, uh, what is the word? I don't know, resentment and like maybe like I, I, uh, I don't approve of like how they do things, you know, and it's, it's out of my control. So it's like one of those things where I have to be okay with it. It's just the way it is. And my mother said something to me the other day too, because I was telling her how like I just, my sister-in-law and I aren't like not what we used to be. Like we're just, we used to be really close friends. I mean, we went to Hawaii together and I just like hardly talk to her now. And I, and I really kind of like things that she say bug me sometimes. And they probably just bug me because they're coming out of her mouth like, for no reason. Um, but yeah, she told me, she was like, you don't have to be her best friend. She was like, I don't talk to your dad's sister. I mean, we're not best friends. You know, I asked if he talks to her on the phone, I asked like how she's doing. And you know, when I see her, I see her and that's it. Like we don't hang out. And I was like, yeah, you're right, mom. I don't need to prove to anybody anything. And I don't need to be everyone's best friend and that's okay. So, yeah. And deciding we don't have to be best friend with our relatives, major snaps for that. I feel like Blythe and I are just lucky because we get along so well, but um, we also put some effort into it. But um, there's lots of people that, like, even though I'm related to them, and, you know, oh, here's something that's interesting, and this is in the self-care department, that um, I recently discovered that I can make YouTube go on the TV, and um, I sound like somebody's grandma, but it's true. <laughs> guys, guys, did you know that there's on the remote you can push YouTube channels? And at first I was doing it on my computer, and I have a partner who I will just not say her name, but she was so good humored. But I realized she had never seen a birth video, which I find amazing that any of my partners have not seen 9 million birth videos or talked about birth or whatever. So in my discovery of the YouTube hijacking of the TV on Saturday night, um, my one partner, Nicole, comes over every Saturday, like almost every Saturday night we're together. And um, we watched a guy get a colonic on TV. We watched several births. <laughs> It was like, it was on. We watched, when I was researching ASMR, and I want to make sure that we save time to talk about um, a new group we're adding, but I want to do a bunch of ASMR videos on the Labor Whispering channel. Labor Whispering on YouTube, that's my plug for myself. And so I was watching all these weird ASMR videos, and some of them were terrible. And then um, and then it devolved into birth and um, watching people get like terrible massages and then uh, the colonic. But anyway, she was watching this. Why was I even talking about this? ASMR, call, videos, birth. Well, I think the thing here was that she'd never seen a birth ever. Like, ever. It was incredible to me. So we were watching that. I don't remember what my point was. 
self-care. I got so excited talking about births and colonics. I've completely hijacked myself. Um, ASMR, that might be it. I don't know. But it was something about Mama D said and self-care and I don't know. But there you go. That's my plug for my labor whispering and then uh, um, watching births on YouTube, which are so big. I love it. Those childbirth educators, like one time Doran Jordan played a birth um, for <laughs> a Bradley class and her TV wouldn't work, her regular huge TV. So they went up to the media room, which is, you know, the the screen that's like a movie screen size. And this guy watched some birth, that one where that lady has a um, baby in Brazil where her husband's talking to her. And like, you know, her vagina must have been about like seven feet high. I just love that one. And these guys, it was their first term to see a birth. They all came downstairs just looking totally shocked. It was fantastic. I loved it. Anyway. That's all I got on this. I'm, um, I'm getting way out of the canoe here. All right. Caitlin, do you have anything as far as adding to what Mama D said or possibly anything that I said? I don't know. Um, so self-care for me, is, as far as family goes, is also cutting people out that don't need to be in my life anymore because um, I still don't talk to my dad. And it's been uh, about three years this time that I haven't talked to him. And that's kind of a big deal to like just – every time I let him in, it's terrible and awful. So, um, and kind of the same goes with my sister. Cause now that she's like on a forced restrictive communication thing anyway, she doesn't have a chance to call me and she hasn't written me. So obviously, you know, like she's either not ready for that line of communication to be open again or doesn't want it. And that's fine with me. Um, and realizing that when they are, a, when those two people are a part of my, life daily or intermittently I'm not as good of a person and they just they bring me down and make me question a lot of things about myself and um and it's almost like the forgiveness I've given them I it's all I, I have to like re-forgive myself if I let them back in my life does that make sense like yeah so um other than that um things of self-care that are really challenging to do with kids like my husband will schedule a dentist appointment, no problem. Um, and just go, Caitlin, I have a dentist appointment after work on this day. And I'm like, okay, great. Whereas I have to go, okay, when, when is he home? When can I not um, have the kids with me to go to the dentist appointment? You know, I'm looking for my sister-in-law. I got information as far as like pap smears for, mid, for midwives for her to go see, you know, because that's self-care she needs to do. But again, it's like she needs to get those things fit in. And we had been talking about how self-care always seems to look like it's something you do every day, even though, or, you know, it's, it costs money or um, that sometimes we forget that self-care is literally taking care of our body. Um, even if it's like making the right food choice in one moment, that that can be self-care too of, I'm going to not eat two brownies. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to like, eat the Easter candy aisle because, oh my God, Easter candy. Um, you know, like doing that is also can, can be considered self-care of taking care of your physical self, um, which then in turn could actually take care of your mental health because then you don't feel guilty for doing or like succumbing to your momentary craving need for, anyway. Right on, right on. I also want to do snaps for fitness, okay, because fitness is definitely um, mental health and physical health and self-care. Like, I've been doing Mama Strong um, 
because I love Courtney, but I've been doing Mama Strong every day and they have like five minute hacks and it's like, you know, the lowest common denominator of Mama Strong. So I've been doing five minute hacks um, of the autoimmune flare and I just do it out on the, on the deck and inevitably somebody in my house was going to talk to me. So, um, or the dogs are running around or the chickens or whatever. <laughs> my sister's looking around. Um, I can hear them doing dishes. I know they're all looking at me. They don't care, but like, it's just my own stuff. And I don't know how I can wear hardly any clothing in the middle of Discovery Green with a hula hoop and not care at all but as soon as I do something in the privacy of my backyard like I'm like oh my god stop looking at me but anyway like even the check-ins come over and look at me but um I believe in mama strong so much for mental and physical and self-care that I started including it in all my patients like you get a subscription to mama strong for a year when you become one of my midwifery patients so I like want to just say like that's how dedicated I think and one of the tenets of preggers can be choosers like choosing me as a midwife is that i'm going to be on your ass about your mental health and for me mama strong is one of the ways to help ensure positive mental health is um to do at least five minutes of fitness every day along with other people who are like this sucks you know whatever but it is and that's real important okay um Sorry, now my nose is itchy. I did want to say that um, for self-care, one of the things that um, we're going to launch is I want to do more support for my pregnant people. So um, starting in June, we are going to have um, alternate to this Tuesday, we're going to start doing prenatal ed for about 30 minutes, uh, prenatal education for about 30 minutes and then 30 minutes or so of group. So that's going to come up. And I think the first um, topic is going to be is um, like if you're in a traumatic situation, like a car accident or whatever, and you're pregnant, what's the first thing you should do? So, and I'll be doing that with Mary, my practice partner. She is an EMT also, and she went to a trauma symposium and trauma as in like, you know, a motor vehicle accident or something like that in the EMS world. And we're trying to frame that a little bit differently. But if you were in a car accident or you fall, or I know somebody who was in a rainstorm and somebody had an umbrella and like knocked her out into the street because he had an umbrella and he was doing one of these numbers. And so like, what should you do? What are the first things that you should do as far as self-assessing? So that'll be one of our topics. Also, um, tongue and lip ties that'll be another topic and I'm sure I'll get up um, maybe I'll get Courtney to come do fitness with me so anyway those are some things and we have a really good name because you know PJ is also pregnant and so her family's in the circus and so she had a bunch of really great pictures taken so PJ is letting us use one of those elephant pictures and the name of our group is going to be elephant in the womb so <laughs> which we think is super cute. So, um, and it's non, you know, um, it's not gender specific, so it's still super inclusive. So starting in June, we'll be doing that. So uh, Mama D, what do you do? You must be doing the summer sometime. So I'm due June 13th, um, but I'm measuring like a week ahead. Okay. And my babies, both my girls came at 37 weeks. Okay. So if this boy is anything like his sisters, it'll, he'll be a May baby. Oh, a boy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. I think we talked about that. Okay. Well, um, I'm also sorry for being on your dress about your due date. So let's just say you're going to have your baby before July 4th, because that's how I like to say. Like, give yourself lots of time to keep people off your dress. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I feel like I haven't really been telling, I've been telling like people like, oh, like sometime in May, sometime in June, and people are like, wait, what is your baby do? And I'm like, when, when he comes, I don't know. Exactly. Just, you know, I, I, I tend to not even say a due date. And so when people are like, yeah, when is he due? I'm like, yeah, around this time. Perfect. I don't know. Perfect. 
it's going to happen when it happens. That's like it always does, right? Yeah. I'm assuming that um, if we're having a, a group, are you going to like come in? You'll be like, I'm contracting. We'll be like, oh, you're doing great. Oh, help me, guys. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah. I don't even, I feel like I need... I feel like I need more support my third birth. I don't know. Like, it's weird. It's a weird feeling. Mm. Um, being a doula for my second birth, um, I had, like, all these, I guess, extra knowledge that was kind of, that was, like, freaking me out, but then also, like, keeping me calm. Like, I remember when my labor started, I was, like, really sure what was going on, and I, you know, woke my husband up, and I was, like, you, know, you need to go to the donut store and get breakfast for everybody that's coming over. Um, it's happening today. Um, but with the third baby, I think just being it like being a mystery baby and then it being a boy and my pregnancy being completely different from my girls and just kind of the unknown uh, mm -hmm. world of how my labor is going to be and how my birth is going to be. And I'm really kind of freaked out about how big he's going to be because each baby tends to get bigger for me. And my last baby um, at 37 weeks was like eight and a half pounds. And she ripped me three ways to sideways. And I think I've told you guys that. So I'm just kind of like worried about all of that. And um, yeah, actually, you know, so, uh, I listened to uh, Blythe and you might know this story because I see that you're doing um, those uh, education uh, classes and um, the labyrinth. And I listened to the story, someone, uh, a friend of mine, a doula overseas, like she reads the story out and she tells, and she gives it to her clients. And then she asks her clients to like, um, to draw a piece of that story that stuck to them. And it's about the, the, I guess, I don't know if she's like a warrior or a queen, but she kind of goes into the labyrinth, like all dressed up in her jewels and her crown and everything. And then like- The story of Inanna. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I listened to that and I've been like really drawn to her story and I just feel like so much more calmer, I guess, like with the, this next birth that's coming with that story. There's so, a book if you want to read the book. Yeah, I, I just ordered it. So okay, it's, good. It's supposed to come in tomorrow. So I'm excited. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's real good. I mean, if you want to get together and draw a labyrinth, like, come on over. Yeah, so we just did a, Joanna and I did the class on Saturday and we drew the labyrinth and um, it's real helpful. So, and the story of Anana going to get her sister, like, I'm like, yes, of course. Yeah. So she and she is a queen. They're very concerned about her going because they're like, we need you to stay. You're the queen. What happens if you go? And she's like, I got to get my sister. My sister's calling me. Bye. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it seems pretty to, to resonate with me, so I'm really excited about that, to read that book, and hopefully find some wisdom within myself for this next birth. Um, I really want my kids to be there, too. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I guess I'm kind of worried about that, and then not worried about that. My daughter has seen a birth, like, she's seen, like, a few videos just happen to be creeping over my shoulder on Instagram, and, you know, Instagram's full of babies coming out of vaginas, um, and so she's always been, like, very curious, like, oh, what is that? Oh, what's that? You know, <laughs> can I see it again? I'm like, yeah, sure. Hopefully you can uh, remember this from I can birth and not freak out and be a part of your baby brother coming into the world. <laughs> so... We're ready. As soon as you go into labor, if you want us there, that's great. Or zoom in. We're like, hey. 
Hey, have you ever watched the births on BirthTube? No. Oh, so Facebook has a whole group that's like dedicated people who like stream their births and stuff. And it's like all sorts of like some are like not scheduled surgical births, but like very medicalized. And then a lot of them are unassisted. There's this one super funny one where this guy's running around. and This lady's like actually pushing her baby out on a tarp and she looks like she's about 20. And the guy's like real freaked out and he's wearing camouflage and trying to hand her paper towels. It is oh. the best. You know, like she's like, no, it's okay. And he's like, here's the paper towels, you know, and like, um, it's pretty good. So, wow. <laughs> so, but whatever capacity you want us for support, we're happy to do, Mama D. Like, whatever you want, we're, we're down. We're your, we're your people. And it is nice seeing the elephants over Caitlin's shoulder there on the TV. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, I just see that right now. Yeah. All right. Well, so we talked about that self-care can be easy peasy. Um, self-care can be cutting people out of your life that are negative and, or like today, Dr. Blythe and I, um, like one of my family members is trying to, like a distance family member is trying to friend me on Facebook. Like I can see this comment. She's an older conservative white woman who is probably goes very differently from me and probably like, I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not even going to get, I'm not going to put myself in that position. Like, whatever, dude. Like, you don't want to friend me. <laughs> no, we're doing us all, I'm doing us all a favor right now. Okay. <laughs> so, or it can be easy or it can be, and self-care can be going to the dentist. Um, self-care, if you can get in your pap smears. And you know what, self-care can be picking a provider that's a good fit for you, right? Like getting a provider that's um, a midwife or an obstetrical, whatever you want, but finding the right fit, right? And changing your provider when your provider doesn't resonate, like that's a huge act of self-care too, even if it's your like GP, should you have one and be like, you know, this person isn't listening to me or they're not validating me or whatever, like I'm just going to keep shopping, even though that takes a lot of time, you know, just shopping for another provider in and of itself is a commitment. This is true. It's very true. I didn't know, guys, that you can't get a mammogram until you've, like, I think, like, four or six months after you stop breastfeeding. Mm. I had no idea. I've never gotten a mammogram before. Mm. And when I tried to schedule one last year, she was like, no, you can't. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that sucks, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Mm. All right. Anything else we need to say before we wrap up? What's our topic for next time? Maybe that's a good thing to decide. So I can post it. I don't know. Can we talk about weaning as far as breastfeeding goes? Because, dude, I'm done. <sighs> and Atlas is still like two, three times a day. And I'm okay. over it and done. All right, weaning it is. Weaning those little babies. Mm -hmm. Okay, sounds good. I'm not. I'm not a nurse till you're four, five, six kind of person at this point. Like I'm, I'm done. Cool. Cool. Balancing me being done versus him being done. That's a good topic. It is a good topic. About it. And necessities. Because we go to Iceland next month, and I don't want to have to pump in Iceland oh. for any reason, mm -hmm. you know, especially if it's just so minimal. Okay. It'll be the end of the Aurora Borealis. I hope you catch it. Mm -hmm.
cool. Could be cool. Yeah. That anyway. is so great. Oh. We need, we need children. Okay. I'll put it on the list. Dr. Blythe and I are going to be at the Discovery Green Flea Market um, this Saturday night. It's from 6 to 10. And um, we have made, we're working on making any inappropriate um, buttons. We have like so many that are great and funny and witty. And then we're also making patches that say tits and tacos and embroidering tits and tacos on all our shirts. And I'm still working on my design for um, maternity design, but I'm getting closer every day. So this Saturday at Discovery Green. And I'll have the CBD uh, mall with me. Oh yeah, the CBD mall, for real. It'll be there. If you want to come out and party. Okay. I think right, see that's you in two it weeks. for now. Love everybody. Bye. Adieu. Bye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like all died. Oh my God, it looks so pretty. I Is that your belly blind? Yeah, uh-huh. Dude. I dyed it. She wanted it dyed. Dude, it okay. So we need some modeling. Yeah. Next, uh, next one. You know, it's, it's not like done yet, but I'm doing it. I'm okay. So but it'll be really pretty with like this fabric. Anyway, here. I just want to show you because it looks really pretty. Oh my God. I'm dying. Oh, it's perfect. And then I have cool. threads to do it. So that's what I'm working on now as soon as we say bye. Okay. Thank you. Love it. So beautiful. And what, what's the name of your brand? Uh, Snowflake Doula. Snowflake Doula. So if somebody wanted to order a bind online, they would go to? SnowflakeDoula.com. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> All right, my loves. See you in two weeks. Right. Love you guys. Bye. All righty, my loves. That's a wrap. We'll see you in two weeks. Don't forget to grab those headphones. If you need a text reminder, you can go to preggers.rocks, www.preggers.rocks, or preggerscanbechoosers.com. And there's a text reminder that you can sign up for. We're also on Facebook at preggerscanbechoosers. There's an event um, invitation that you can sign up for there. And we also have a group dedicated on Facebook dedicated to our podcast listeners. That's the podcast afterbirth group. So we'll hope to connect with you soon. And don't forget, we're launching our prenatal education podcast pretty soon. So we want you to jump in on that as well. Thank you so much and hope you have a great two weeks.